and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. Little disclaimer for you. If you hear some funny noises throughout the show today, like that, <laughs> neither one of us have IBS. Um, that is a drill. Somebody's here working on the house. So anyway, um, you might hear that periodically. Hopefully it's not too loud and distracting. <laughs> that one sounded like a little machine gun toot. <laughs> too funny. Uh, so anyway, I have my lovely, beautiful friend, Teresa, that I brought back on for the show today. Miss Teresa, how are you? I am well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you. How is it up there in uh, Kami, Canada? In Chinada? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's okay. Smoky lately, actually. Mm -hmm. We had the uh, the smoke from the Quebec forest fires and nor northern Ontario forest fires. So uh, yesterday actually was quite smoky. It's better today, though. So did they tell you guys you had to stay in your house? No, they didn't tell us to stay in our house. I feel like the uh, the media was a little more making a fuss about it um, initially, mm -hmm. probably when like you guys heard about it. Also, right. that was when and when New York had that like orange sky, uh, they were pushing it then. But like they haven't really made a fuss about it too much. Although I did see something from the Weather Network that said the smoke interacting with UV radiation causes it to smell like plastic. Really now. And I was like, I don't think the sun makes smoke smell like plastic, but maybe all the other shit your spray on us does. Right. And that's like uh, my home state of <clears throat> Indiana, I guess, had some lovely weather the other day. And people are telling me that uh, the air smells like sulfur. Yes. Yeah. So here's so, of course that's all organic and natural right yeah so the article actually specified formaldehyde and benzene oh nice as the chemicals being produced by smoke plus uv like that doesn't mm. make any sense whatsoever. what did you light a tobacco plant on fire right like yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. last time i checked like burning pines and maples doesn't do that but <laughs> I'm not. I'm not an expert in science, so what do I I'm not. I'm not a scientist, so I'm not qualified to speak on anything. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not Bill Gates. Right. Yeah. So today we're going to have a fun little discussion about the ABCs of healthy relationships, and we are literally going to go through the ABCs. And we're going to identify some words in each one of the categories that are beneficial in your relationship. Juicy. So, um, and, and when we get to a certain letter um, of the alphabet, it is going to go off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> People can probably guess which one that is. Near, towards the end. Maybe not. Maybe not. So. Um, my dear, would you like to start us out or do you want me to start? You know what? It's your show. You start. You start. All right. <clears throat> so I'm going to say this word and you tell me what you think it could be for a positive for your relationship. Okay. Acceptance. Ooh, that's a big one. That's key. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
I find, okay, so I'll just preface it because I'm at a weird life stage where I feel like a lot of my friends are going through relationship turbulence mm-hmm. in a big, big way. So I'm like right. converging on 40. A lot of us have been with our partners a long time. Mm-hmm. It's a very common trend. I don't know if it's age specific or if it's like a middle age. It's a common thing. Yeah, right it's common. Now. That's why I wanted to do this show yeah. because people are struggling. Yes, people are struggling. I'm hearing it from all my friends and not even friends. <laughs> it's like people mm-hmm. who open up. Um, so acceptance, that's a huge thing, I yeah. find. And if there's if you can't accept your partner from the get-go. Well, and that, that, is, that is the key, yeah. is when you got with your partner, you knew who they were. You knew what their traits were. Obviously, you were attracted them to them for specific reasons. So acceptance goes a long way in your relationship because you cannot accept them at the beginning and then later on turn around and expect them to change the person that they are That's because suddenly you get uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah, definitely. How about availability? Oh, that's a big one. Availability is huge as well because I feel like um, when you're not, when one partner is not giving their Mm -hmm. time in the same way, that's problematic. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be available to each other Mm -hmm. and try to make it work. Right. And how about those relationships where people enter into it um, and it's all going to be roses and sunshine. And then all of a sudden one partner has to go out all the time, doesn't include you in things, expects you to stay home or find your own things to do. That's when things become a problem. Because I feel like you have to put in that time to work on your relationship, but you also have to discuss things like that and settle on what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. There's that A word again, acceptable. Mm -hmm. I think too, like availability is a big one, like in my relationship, because my husband works all the time. Like Mm -hmm. he is like a major workaholic. So Having said that, you know, it's it's hard, you know, mm-hmm. for me to right. accept his work schedule and whatever and support him in that. Um, but also then if your availability doesn't always match up and respecting mm-hmm. your partner's time away from you also. Right. But it's about putting in that effort when you are available. To, to make time person. together. Yeah. And prioritizing yeah. that. Right. Because obviously yep. we can't be together all the time and we wouldn't want that anyways. That's annoying. <laughs> here's, a, here's another really big one. Accountability. Uh, indeed. <laughs> How many, and this doesn't just go for marriages or, you know, um, romantic relationships. This mm. goes as for, these things go for friendships as well. Yes. Because if you cannot be accountable for your own actions and say sorry when you are a screw up, that's a problem. This is a big one. This is a big mm-hmm. one. My friend group right now, especially, is taking accountability and proper accountability. I don't right. know. Another, another A word might be apology. Right. What, Absolutely. What is, what is a proper apology? I'm mm-hmm. finding a lot of people's partners give more of an apology. Like, I'm sorry that you feel hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not so much as like, I'm sorry for what I did. 
Exactly. And that's the thing. That's a huge thing in any kind of relationship base is that you have to be mindful of your own self and what you have done to hurt, demean, destroy, uh, argue, whatever with your partner. And you need to, to be accountable for that and say you're sorry and, you know, ask for, ask for, you know, forgiveness from your partner every yeah. once in a while and, and don't put blame. Never enter blame into a situation in a relationship. That's a very bad idea. Well, I got mad because you blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or if you one. weren't such a blah, 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 then this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, like, well, you made me react this way. You made me this. You made me exactly. that. Exactly. So how about belief? Mm, I like that one. Because I think sometimes we lose sight of, like, belief in the relationship, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Or, like, or even, like, belief in how they feel about you. Mm -hmm. life and how busy. many, I was mm -hmm. going to say, how many people bring baggage from a previous relationship into a current relationship, you know? And the belief can go either way. It can go positive or negative. Yeah. You either believe in your partner or you believe that your partner is going to let you down because everyone else always has. That's right. You have your own, you come with your own limiting beliefs too from your past experiences, right? Right. Absolutely. Yes. And so you have to change that mindset into a positive thing mm -hmm. and always believe in your partner, always boost them up and, you know, give them what they need to be successful because in reality, when we join together, we're supposed to become like one flesh, right? And so if you're not believing in your partner and boosting your partner and helping them achieve what they need to in life, you're also doing damage and disservice to yourself. Absolutely. So how about being balanced? <laughs> oh, man, this is going to turn into like a therapy session for me. <laughs> I'm just like sitting on all all the things balance is huge oh my gosh well okay so i can attest in my own relationship that's a huge thing mm -hmm. we, we struggle with that a lot because right you know again with the work thing so we ended up having our kids like pretty fast into our marriage right mm -hmm. and because of my husband's work like i ended up taking the role at home because i'm right. like who's gonna be here nobody's gonna be here if i work right. also so i feel like it maybe it's more of a modern relationship problem. I'm not sure because, you know, us females have been brainwashed to be feminists and we have to have the career. And so it's like a struggle for me mm -hmm. internally all the time. Right. Right. But I do feel like, yes, like balance is so important. Like, mm -hmm. you know, either, uh, you know, you let your partner be the one who takes over certain responsibilities, but then mm -hmm. you also have to come together at some point too, right? Right. Yeah. And I think I think it's important for couples to realize that balance is also the quality of time that you spend together when you get that. Yeah. Um and if you have like in your situation where you have, you know, uh, a spouse or a partner that that works all the time, works really long hours, their role is is to be the provider, right? Yeah. And so they have their role, you have your role at home, but at the same time, 
you always have responsibilities with the children, that, right? That's the word. And, and home roles and stuff like that. And so you have to find that, that balance time where you get to have your breather. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you get to have your me time or you get to have your time together when the kids aren't involved. And then sometimes it's good to have the kids involved because it's the same for them when, when, if the spouse is always at work. Yeah. Well, right. and also too balancing your own, your own needs as well. Like, you mm -hmm. know, right. so maybe I don't have like a traditional job of sorts, but mm -hmm. I also don't love focusing solely on the homemaking stuff. So, right. you know, I've got my podcast, I've got like a little creative business that I do. So mm -hmm. it's like balancing your own needs so that you are fulfilled right. and can be a better partner, you know, to absolutely. Well. And you, and not letting that resentment of the relationship enter into things. So it's always important to find your own balance. Absolutely. Now the C's are so ungodly important. <laughs> <laughs> My first one is going to be communication. Oh God, Janet. <laughs> That's the biggest thing I think. Yes. The, okay. For me personally, Same. it is the number one thing in a relationship. Mm -hmm. If you are not, on the same page with how you communicate mm -hmm. or your partner uh, and you don't um, communicate in the same way mm -hmm. or the same, like language, it's very difficult to 100%. Make, it, make it work. <laughs> and this word is the reason why most relationships fail because you don't know how to talk to each other mm -hmm. uh, or you won't talk to each other. Or even something as simple as sending a text, hey, I'm going to be late. Uh, things ran over at work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, things like that go a really long way. It's not that you need to, quote unquote, check up on your partner. It's common human decency and courtesy. Thank you <laughs> to explain to your partner you know um i'm late because i'm stuck in traffic or whatever i'll be home as soon as i can or whatever the case may be it's not a check-in status it's just to update your partner exactly because you've got dinner waiting on the table at home yeah and you know you're you're waiting and you're not going to eat till your spouse or significant other gets there or whatever and so it's just common courtesy and decency i cannot tell you how many times i've said that exact mm -hmm. phrase like this is common courtesy right <laughs> yeah it's yeah uh, and, and that's not exclusive to romantic relationships you right know? that's just communication is respect key. in general right and here's the thing a lot of people in their relationships get so comfortable and so sunk into the the aspect of like everyday life yeah. that um, you become kind of complacent in, in your discussions or talking to one another. And so even small things like, how was your day, honey? Um, do you need anything? Are you feeling okay? You know, whatever, mm -hmm. even small little things because if you can't talk to your partner 
and you can't get on the same level of communication. Like you really want to get your feelings out. You really want to talk to your partner and your partner's like, I don't like not now. Like, can we talk tomorrow? I'm too tired to talk. That's when your relationships start to have problems because you stop talking. It starts to deteriorate, you know, Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Communication is huge. Absolutely. How about uh, companionship? Hmm. That's a big one, too, you know, because I find sometimes when you're in the thick of life, especially with young kids, too, you tend to operate like ships passing through the night. Yes. You know, and you start, you lose that feeling of connection and companionship, like Mm -hmm. doing things together is very nice from time to time. Obviously, you can't do everything together. No one's asking that, but companionship is huge. For marriages, for relationships, even if you've been together for 50 years, you should never stop dating your partner ever. Right. And and why do we do that as a society, right? You date somebody and you do all these great things, you know, and you, you go places and have all these new experiences with your partner. And then the longer you get into your relationship, it's like those things aren't important anymore. Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of people go wrong as well, because it makes you feel like you're not important enough. To have a dinner date with or, you know, things like that. And so spending that quality time dating each other is super duper important. Absolutely. And here's another C word, compliments. Mm -hmm. Little compliments going back to communication. Like, I I don't know, maybe it's more of a female thing or depends on your love language, perhaps. Mm -hmm. But if you're like big on communication, like you and I are, obviously we Mm -hmm. like, we like talking into a microphone. We're probably (laughs) (laughs) We probably I like, like to talk to myself when I don't have probably like communicating a little bit, but I think it's huge. Just like little things, you know, not to stop noticing little things about your right. partner. A hundred percent. And when you think them, just say them, you know? Right. And you know, men are the exact same way because men as well need that reinforcement that they are the manly figure, right? Absolutely. Or the figure you know, that, that you cherish Honey, you are so brilliant. You know, just, it doesn't have to be like over the top crazy stuff. Like my husband is very analytical, very smart, whatever. And he does all kinds of things that I cannot do that I don't have the capability for. And I'm like, you are so brilliant. Like I could not figure that out in a million years. You're, you're fantastic. Yeah. You know, and it's like those little things, you know, or you look amazing today or, you know, I like your butt. I do that. To him. <laughs> <laughs> I like to, I do that to him like all the time. If we go out in public, like we'll get out of the vehicle or whatever, be walking up to a store or something and I'll just grab his butt. And I'm like, I like your butt. <laughs> it's cute. That's sweet. You know, yeah, just funny, even funny little things. And that, again, it goes back just to communication. A hundred percent. Because he, again, that's belief in your partner, too. You still got to boost them all the time. Absolutely. So how about devoted? Ooh, that's a good one. Devotion is 
definitely something, especially if you're in a marriage, right? Right. You right. know, that kind of goes with taking the vows, right? Mm -hmm. So, but not to forget, not to forget what right. you have committed Absolutely. to. Yeah. And, and think about that every once in a while. Like, why did you get with your partner in the first place? What was it about them that drew you to them and caused you to, to have the, the bond, the connection that you have? Mm -hmm. And even with your friends, you know, yeah. what devotion goes a long way with your friends too, you know, to, to be there for them and to uplift them as well. It's a big thing. It's important. Absolutely. So how about Defender? Ooh, that's a good one for these past few years, you know, because mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of women, I'm not talking about me, but a lot of women, my friends, have experienced this feeling of like their partner is not like, okay, in the, in the male aspect, their partner is not the alpha or the protector or the defender that they maybe once thought that they were. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's a big problem. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and you, it's kind of funny because uh, I have seen a lot of female friends turn into the defender and protector of the household. Yep. It's kind of like a role reversal and things switched. Yep. Um, questions need to be asked as to why. Um, yeah. This that, is, a, I think, a bigger problem. It's a societal right. Commentary, perhaps, on how right. the role or that or the traditional male as head of the household, and they were at one time, and they're not in that role now. Yep. What has weakened them? Are you doing something that's weakening them as a man? Are you demasculating them and being like, you know what? If you weren't such a pussy. You know, instead of going, babe, you are awesome. Like, I can't imagine a better father or a better dad or a better husband. Like, you know, you're fantastic. Like, are you saying things that draw that strength out of their personality? That's very true. I think uh, younger females, like, I know my age group, we've sort of been taught to, like, man hate a bit. Uh-huh. And like be very much like on the defensive. It's very different than how I see my mom interact right. with, with my dad, for example. Right. They're like, you know, baby boomers. Right. My mom is very like, she caters to everything right. for my dad all the time. <laughs> he see, to and, and I love that because that is traditional biblical role. It is. You know, and it wasn't until the feminist movement came in. You know, and you're supposed to destroy your husband instead of build him up. Yeah. You're supposed to be the thing that the world re revolves around and whatever. And you're supposed to be the provider. And that weakens the male role. And we, we both have very different roles in life that we're supposed to perform. I love that we are traditional family roles here. Mm -hmm. Um. He's the provider. I'm the homemaker, but we share responsibilities. It doesn't mean if you're in a traditional role that you have to be subservient yes. to your husband. It means that 
you share responsibilities at home. Like he will do his own laundry, takes the trash out, you know, whatever. Like we, we just settled into the roles. We didn't decide or demand (laughs) who's doing what, Yes, you know, but, but in doing so, since he's the breadwinner, he is the head of the household. And I'm great with that. You know, and and we both worked for a very long time and I always worked way longer hours than he did, you know, and then he let me stay home, but he likes me to stay home and he doesn't want me to go back to work because I can do this. I make things, I create stuff, I make products, you know, I do all the house stuff and I love to cook. Amazing. I'm sure he benefits from a lot of those things. He right? does. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing too, you know, is rec- recognizing your needs. Um, and mm-hmm. he's, he's okay with that, which is beautiful. I find like we struggle with that a bit because we're surrounded mostly by other couples who both partners work full time. Right. So it sort of makes me feel like, oh, your role is like not as important or you should be working. You know, you're so educated. You should be making all this money. Blah, blah, blah. So that's an internal struggle for me. But then at the end of the day, we're both committed to, you know, having a, a one parent present for the children. Right. A lot. We think we both grew up with moms like that. So we know that, you know, that can make a difference in how, how you grow up. Well, and here's you know? the thing to remember, too. If if you are like in your situation, the traditional stay at home mom role, mm-hmm. being a stay at home mom is a full-time job. It's more. It is a thankless job. Yeah, it is. Um, and people, you know, I always used to love when the kids were little and my ex-husband would come home and he'd be like, what have you done all day? Right. Do you have food on the table? Is <laughs> like- the house clean? Yeah, I'm carrying around children on my hip, cleaning the house and, and stuff let me see you go to work and do that, you know? And sometimes it turns into a, you know, like this, this power struggle type thing where it's like some people demean a stay at home parent. Yeah. But you have so many roles that you take on that people looking on the outside into your relationship don't even know. No. And at the end of the day, you know, my husband's, confided in me before he's like you know what i'm actually really proud that you can stay home mm-hmm. and that like absolutely means, it means something to him you know i mean we're, we're not rich by any means right and there's Same. a lot of, there's a lot of sacrifice that goes with that right mm-hmm. you know but but you get to you get to mold and shape your children yeah. right you get to raise them up in the way that they should be raised um and so that is a positive thing. And so no, never let anybody outside influence demean you or make you feel less than because yeah. you are so much more than yes. they even can fathom. Yep. It's a huge role. Yeah. So deserving. Ah. Aha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> deserving. Oh, gosh. Yes. And so, Hello. Uh, you are deserving of the role of stay-at-home mom, and you're doing a fantastic job, but you are deserving of happiness, right? 
you're deserving of a safe space um, for the both of you. And so that in a relationship is super important where you have a safe, comfortable environment where you can be yourselves. Well said. How about that? That's a good one. Well, also okay. too, also too mm-hmm. Janet, sorry to, before I move on, like for people who are struggling in relationships too, you know, you have to really think about what you deserve and what mm-hmm. your partner, what your partner deserves, you know, mm-hmm. maybe sometimes you are great people, but you're not great together. You know, right. That, that could be a thing too. So that, that, that was me in my uh, past marriage. Yeah. Uh, like I was not getting anything that I deserved. And here's the thing you will hear, cause there's a lot of churches that do series on relationship building and things like that. That's a common thing. However, one of the things they always tell you is you should never, ever get divorced. You should work on it. You should stay with your partner no matter what. I will tell you, in my situation, I am very thankful that I did divorce, even though it's against a lot of churches' ideology, right? Uh, God does not want you to be happy. God wants you to find your helpmate and your soulmate in life, which is what I have now. But if I would have stayed in my previous marriage, I would be dead now because he was very abusive. He was an alcoholic. He was a drug addict. We had uh, drug people coming to our house, kicking the door in, looking for him for payment and things like that. And so for me, I made the positive step and I actually got what I deserve in life by leaving that situation. Yeah. Sometimes divorce, a D word, divorce can be sometimes a blessing. Right. Right. And But the thing is, People need to realize that divorce is thrown around too easily. Yes. Right. And people quit. Yeah. People quit way too easy. If you don't have, if your life is not being threatened, you know, but you're having communication issues, that's not cause for divorce. That means you need to put in the work and do things to better your relationship. Well said. So. Moving on to the E's, engaged. Ooh. Engaged like, engaged with a ring or engaged like, engaged with each other? Engaged with each other. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, that could be multiple things. It could be multiple things. Yeah. Well, I think that goes back, you know, to again, like deserving communication. Like all these are so Mm -hmm. interlinked because it's again, making the time that you actually get to spend together Mm -hmm. important and good quality time. It's not the quantity so much. Mm-hmm. as the quality of engagement when you are together. Right? And how many times do you like go out in public and you see couples together and they're not conversing? They're literally on their phones. Oh my God. You outed me. You outed me. Looking at social media. <laughs> That's me totally. And my husband hates it. Mm-hmm. He hates it so much. Even this, even yesterday. Uh, I like to listen to music like when I have a shower. So I have mm-hmm. my phone in the bathroom and I'm listening. Right. And he's like, who are you talking to? What are you doing? I'm like, I'm just listening to music, bro. He's like, I know you. You're going to take twice as long because you're texting or something mm-hmm. or whatever. 
So it's so hard, though. Again, that goes back to balance, too. Right. Because, you know, sometimes then as uh, as the mom and the kind of like the social leader of the house, you know, sometimes the female tends to take the role of like social life. We are communicating constantly and it's like we have 500 things in our head like, oh, I got to make sure like the soccer game is still on or I got to bring snack for baseball or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. So we have like 500 things in our head and then sometimes we forget to engage with our husband. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not just a male thing. Right. People might assume. And that's that's a common problem. And a lot of times, like like I said, when we go out to dinner, you know, and, and people are doing that generally speaking, you will always see the male put his phone down first. Yes. It's so true. Yep. Mm -hmm. Females, I think, get more wrapped up in social media and mm -hmm. and that than males. Take the time out to put your phone down um, when you are with your spouse in one of those, you know, romantic dating situations or even at dinner. Like, make a rule, no cell phones at dinner. Yeah, because at least you're creating that peace and that Zen for your household at that time. I love that. Um, empathy. Ooh, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a big one. Um, you know, just realizing the things that your partner goes through and deals with in a typical day. Mm-hmm. You know, you might think like, oh, they're they're not um, calling me or not texting me because they don't they're not thinking about me. Mm-hmm. And they don't love me. And like your mind like spirals. <laughs> At least mm-hmm. mine does. <laughs> your mind makes shit up. <laughs> totally. It makes shit up. But maybe the reality is, you know, they're dealing with a crazy situation at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, same with them. Like, actually, you know of a lot of husbands or males who almost get like jealous of the wife's time with the kids, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like resentful in that way. Right. You know, so maybe thinking like, you know, maybe shit, like my wife has a lot to deal with. She's got the baby's like spitting up. You got to change diaper. The toddler's running around like crazy. Mm-hmm. Don't swallow any Lego. Like, you know, <laughs> right. You're trying Wait, to- did you just put a bead up your nose? <laughs> right. Trying to get them all out the door to the older one's sports game. Like, it's hard, you know? Right. Yeah. So having empathy for what your partner deals with on a day to day basis when the hours that you're not around them, that's huge. Right. And even like when you're, when your partner significant other comes home from work or whatever, and they need to vent about their day, let them vent it. They need to get it out because you are that person for them. Absolutely. You know? And so letting them be able to talk about what happened, you know, see if there's anything emotionally that they need, anything that you can, can help them unpack. That's important. And to be engaged while they do it. Exactly. I'm guilty of that a and, lot. I too know. And, <laughs> and encouraging them. And see, and that's the thing. A lot of people do that though. It's like uh, somebody will come home and they'll be like, blah, blah, blah about work and all these things going on. And you don't know any of the people at work. You don't know what they're talking about. And it's easy for people to, to tune that out and then you're not listening to what they're saying and that that doesn't help them to unpack whatever they need to unpack emotionally to get that out Mm -hmm. not saying you always need to take on somebody else's baggage but this was a big enough thing for them in their day that they that upset them or bothered them to the point where they need to tell you about it 
Yeah. For whatever reason. Well, and going back to like the word engaged, right? Mm -hmm. um, I heard once, I don't know, it was like a psychologist or a marriage counselor talking about like all the little bids for attention that we do. So yes. like your partner coming home and telling you about their day, that's a bid for attention. Right. And when they see you kind of like tuning out and you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, they mm -hmm. feel hurt by that. Right. right. Or if they like, and walk. how many, how many times do, do you have that? If you're like sitting on the couch, like watching a movie, you're on your phone, he's trying to tell you something and you're, mm -hmm. yep. uh, yeah. what, what did you say? What <laughs> people can tell when you're not listening or when you're distracted. So try to be more mindful to make, yeah. you know, those, those concessions to just hear them out. Absolutely. So, uh, let's see. How about fuel? Ooh. Okay. Another F word. Fuel and, <laughs> and flour. Okay. I say this because I was talking with a friend recently. And she heard this expression like, you know, women are like flowers. And I think anyone is really. People are mm -hmm. like flowers. If you don't water them or give them fuel, mm -hmm. you know, they die. Right. They wither. I think females, I have another F word, females especially in particular. I think it goes for anyone, but females tend to, I think, bear the brunt of that, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. So like the man, this is the best advice I ever heard, actually. The man, biblically, is called to love and the female is called to respect. Mm-hmm. But the female will not respect, mm. does not feel loved. A hundred percent. So yeah. it, it, the onus is on the man first mm -hmm. to bridge that gap, make the bid, fuel it, f water that flower, and mm -hmm. then he will respect you. Right. A hundred percent. And <clears throat> that was so perfectly said because um, if you don't do those things, especially for women, because women are more needing of attention, affection, whatever. It's because of our nurturing nature that, that we need those things to basically keep going. And so in relationships, if you're not providing that fuel or that watering of things, it's, it's almost like spraying weed killer. On your whole relationship. Chemtrails all over everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> With formaldehyde. No, I'm, <laughs> um, I'm going to say faith-based. Because. And this is, doesn't apply to everybody. Uh, but for our relationship here. Being rooted in God's word and God's teachings has actually strengthened our relationship over the years um, to make it like an unbreakable bond. I love that. Yeah. And so like having that faith in God and growing in that faith together has made things like so much better. Well, so that's, that's, that's huge. I think, you know, like when mm -hmm. you are uh, grounded, when both of you are grounded in something right. bigger than yourselves, mm -hmm. you know, and that just frames your whole relationship, how it's going to work that, right. you know, like we probably lose sight of this a lot. So we have to remind ourselves, but in faith, we are called to serve mm -hmm. others. Right. So right. the relationship is less about 
you and your feelings all the time mm-hmm. and more about, you know, serving your family, serving your partner. And when exactly. you, when you do that, I think you get a lot more out of it yourself. I was going to say, <laughs> that's when you find like your peace, your inner peace, yeah. you know, because you're, you're flourishing in your, in your situation. Absolutely. So that leads me to grace. Ooh, good segue. <laughs> That was a good one. Who didn't even plan that? <laughs> exactly. I, you know what? That's a huge one. And I think I have to say for me, that's big. And mm-hmm. I just think for a lot of, I just, I feel bad for women in like the middle age category. I, we are very confused people. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's not fair. Cause I think mm-hmm. we've been, we've been mind fucked a right. lot of the way. And fulfilling your role, whether you work, whether you don't work, regardless. Mm -hmm. Fulfilling your role as a spouse with grace. Right. And not making it all the time about you and what you need. Like, this is just, it all ties together. A hundred percent. And that also ties into growth. Because you need to have grace for your partner um, and grace for other people in life. Yeah. To be able to have that growth that you need um, to evolve into a better person. Well said. So how about that? Uh, honesty. Ooh, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. When you start to lose that, that's how you know you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and here's the thing, and this is going to go with a, a V word later, <laughs> but a vulnerability um, and you have to be honest in your relationship. You have to have that uh, open-minded dialogue where you share personal things from your life with each other and not be afraid to be vulnerable and share thinking that you're, if you tell your partner, they're going to use that against you. Yeah. Um, you should never have those times. You should never have secrets from each other. I ever. think people sometimes hide things because they think, you know, it's going to be worse if I tell them the truth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a friend going through this with financial things. Her husband, mm-hmm. her husband hid financials from her for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that's huge because he, and he did it because he said, I didn't want to worry you. I'm going to take care of it. And I think deep down he was like embarrassed too. Right. And those are, want those, to know, but it those are common, yeah. And those yeah. are common things that people struggle with in relationships sure. is, is hiding finances, hiding that you are addicted to buying, I don't know, uh, precious moments or whatever they are, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got a shoe fetish, whatever it is. Yeah. People hide those things out of embarrassment or out of, well, I'm going to save my partner. Yeah. However, that is being dishonest and a relationship built on dishonesty cannot stand. Yes, exactly. You think that it's saving, uh, buying you some time, you know, mm-hmm. with your partner or whatever, but it's always worse. Even little things like, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's been many times where because my husband works so much, he doesn't, he's not forthcoming about how long he's going to be or whatever it is right. because he knows I'm going to be upset. But I said, right. you, hi- you hiding that makes it all makes worse. it worse disrespectful right. to me why can't you just be honest from the get-go 
Right. You know, even little things like that. So, you know, yeah. my friend with the money thing, then when she mm -hmm. found out now she's, she's not even mad about the money. She's mad that he lied. Right. And, and that's the thing. And then it, those, those little pieces of dishonesty, no matter how much they are um, and how small or minuscule it may seem to you, mm -hmm. those things build. And if you can get away with being dishonest about one thing, it gets easier for you to be dishonest going forward about a lot more stuff. Yeah. So, uh, humble. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Humble, humility. Absolutely. Again, that goes back, ties into grace a lot. A hundred percent. And for me, this is so important in my everyday life, no matter if it is here at home or with people I meet on the street or somebody that we've helped or whatever is that it's not about me. It's never about me. I am humbled and honored to have my family, mm -hmm. to have uh, grace, mercy, kindness, love, all of the things that God shows for us. Mm -hmm. I am, am humble and want to show those things to other people. And so being humble in your relationship. And not making it about you and being self-centered about me, 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 me all the time. You know, I'm humbled to have a roof over my head. I'm humbled to have my husband. I'm humbled to have my children. Yeah. I'm blessed that my husband has a job. You know, those, those things go a really long way in a relationship. And that speaks to communication as well as letting your husband know. Thank you for providing the roof over our head you know thank you for the meals that we have whatever it goes both ways so i think Absolutely. that's important yeah exactly yeah and like just those mm. little thank yous towards each other because mm. we tend to fall into those roles you know and we go mm. on like autopilot mm -hmm. and we don't notice like all the wonderful things that our partner does for us mm -hmm. and for the family right so just acknowledging that is huge or we take things for granted that we have well, I didn't get the latest iPad, so I'm going to pout and be pissy, but you already have an iPad and an iPhone and literally everything else. Be right. thankful for what you have. Yeah. Um, th this is funny, but I'm going to say interesting. <laughs> yeah. You have got to keep things interesting. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> And kind of like, you know, when we were talking about, you know, things dying and like the weed killer and stuff like that. Um, if you don't keep things interesting, if you don't do silly little things every once in a while and make your partner laugh or, you know, give them that little bit of silly attention like me with the butt thing with my husband. Yep. You have got to keep things interesting so that things don't die. Yes. Absolutely. And so even, even stupid little things like I will dance weird through the house on my way to the kitchen or whatever, just to make him laugh. Mm -hmm. He does silly little things that make me laugh all the time. And those things are important because it keeps the mood light. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and lets you have that comfortability in in comfortability Absolutely. in your relationship where you yeah. can be silly and 
spontaneous. Yeah, absolutely. I heard once, once uh, I don't know, it was like a meme or something. And it said like in a relationship, there's always like one person who's like serious. And then one person who's like dancing silly through the kitchen or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you have to have that. And that goes back to balance. But also mm -hmm. for the quieter, more predictable people, you know, keep keep it interesting. Like <laughs> exactly. surprise, surprise your partner sometimes. Like that's so important. It, it, it would just mean so much to them because they know that that's hard for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas like, I'm the crazy one between the two of us. Right. You Same. know, and I'm always like, you know, bringing new topics. I'm interested in new things. I go mm -hmm. through phases where I'm into this and then I'm not, and I'm into the next thing. And I, I said before, I'm like, at least I keep it interesting. He's like, that's true. <laughs> and that's the thing is even like doing something that your partner would totally not expect, um, like filling up their closet with balloons no. or whatever. And they're yeah. just like, what the hell? <laughs> something different and unexpected because our lives get so like, you know, monotonous and humdrum and, and it's like a routine and every day is the same do something weird and, and spontaneous like that just to break up the monotony. Absolutely. It's guaranteed huge. it works. Yep. Um, I'm going to say also introspective. Mm. Yeah, that's a big one. I'm finding that, that a lot of people are uh, relationship wise are struggling with that where one partner mm -hmm. is way more introspective than the other, mm -hmm. you know? Um, right. And a lot of people are just don't even take that time to reflect on how their actions might hurt right. or influence others, what they're doing to their family, what their daily actions mm -hmm. like that's huge, you know? Yeah. And for me, it's like making that conscious effort to be like, okay, I did not handle that well. Right. Uh, I did not have enough patience in that situation. I should not have said those words whatever it is, being able to take that accountability to look inside yourself and be like, you know what? I did not handle that the best, but next time it's going to be better. Yes. And that goes back to communicating grace, apologizing, mm -hmm. accountability, all those things. How about this is going to go along with that being just. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Or joyful. Mm, I like joyful. Mm -hmm. Just as hard. <laughs> you have to be just. That means you have to be fair in your in your relationship. You have to play fair. Fair for don't sure. Don't fight dirty. Mm. Don't name call. Yeah. Don't accuse. Like, yeah. be just. Because would you want someone to do that to you? Absolutely. Well, and that goes back to so many things. Joyful right. for sure. You know, I think... Uh, Especially the way the world is today, it's easy mm -hmm. to get so down on things, you know, mm -hmm. and be very bleak and depressed mm -hmm. about the future. So I think if you can keep at least what we can, what we can control is our own little family, right. our own little four walls, you know, we can control a lot of that. Mm -hmm. So to keep it as joyful in your home as possible, that's mm -hmm. really important. Yeah. And for me, like, again, being faith based um, having the joy of the Holy Spirit fill your life, uh, then I can do my service at home. I can do my chores. I can do the meals or whatever in a joyful manner and not be 
so sick of cleaning. I'm so like irritated that I have to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Like going about it with a light, joyful heart is always a good thing because when you bring positive energy to relationships, yeah. you're going to get positive energy back. Yeah. And that's going back, back to gratitude too, you know, mm -hmm. like reframing, for example, you know, a situation like, oh man, the laundry again, I got to fold everybody's underwear and mm -hmm. <laughs> socks and whatever it is. At least, you know, you have beautiful people in your life to do mm -hmm. that for, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is getting people's mindset to change a little bit. And instead of focusing on the negative side of things, be appreciative for what you do have. Be appreciative you have running water and in the ability to be able to do that. Because where would you be without running water? Can you imagine? Like this is this is a whole discussion is bringing around for first word problem. <laughs> Sometimes I think that, you know, when I'm like doing some sort of housework, I'm just like, man, imagine I was in the 1800s mm -hmm. and there was like no washing machine yet or whatever. And I'm like, damn, and doing it in like a petticoat and shit. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> the and the yeah, no. Uh -uh. <laughs> Can you imagine? Or like I'm watching Bridgerton and they're like, you know, all the servants. Although interestingly, have you ever seen that show, Bridgerton? Mm -mm. Uh -uh. Okay, it's like a period. I know what it is, though. Yeah, it's a period piece. So they have like, you know, the ladies who are the socialites and then there's the servants and everyone has their like class, you know, it's very mm -hmm. class based. And I'm like, you know what? I'm like, how much easier would my life be if I was just the socialite lady or I was mm -hmm. just the servant? And those roles mm -hmm. are very dis distinctive. But mm -hmm. I'm like now like modern people have to do all those things, especially women. Mm -hmm. It's like you are the maid and the cook and the and the uh, mm -hmm. nanny and the governess and and the social calendar leader. I'm like, oh, and the wonder, organizer. No wonder we're so stressed all the time. Like we're doing all the things. Everyone had a job for those things back then. And you know what's <laughs> funny about that, though, given the given the option to be like the socialite or the servant, I know it sounds fucked up. I would rather be the servant. I get it. Because I hate hoity-toity, fancy, out of my comfort zone, uh, socializing people with or with people that I would rather not be around. Yeah. I, I would much rather be the server. Maybe person. you just bake bread all day and that what a beautiful life is that? You know? I could totally kinda do cool. that. I could do it. I could, <laughs> I could sourdough and then I, I could not. <laughs> I crochet, so I'm like, maybe I'd just be like a knitter or like a seamstress. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that would be perfect for me. <laughs> I would much rather do that than go to a hoity-toity party. Another ball, another day. It's exhausting. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to say kindness. Mm -hmm. Yes, kindness is huge. Um, when we lose that, you know, that's when all the other things start to fall apart. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say kiss. Mm. It's important. Yeah, maybe not for your friends. Uh, that <laughs> might be, I don't know how close you and your friends are, but yeah. in a relationship, it's important to have those little moments. Yeah, you know, kiss your spouse or your significant other before you go to bed. Yeah. Uh, give them a kiss in the morning, whatever, just to let them know because people need that that romantic connection. 
It keeps uh, the connection alive for yeah, sure. Touching your partner or whatever, you know, even just like walking through a parking lot, grab their hand, just hold their hand for, you know, a second or whatever. Those things are important because touch is important. So kiss is very important. And if you're still in the honeymoon phase, <laughs> passionate kisses are extremely important. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You know, that could, and that fades so fast, you know, like if you start to lose that, because, you know, mm -hmm. you're busy, you're tired, especially mm -hmm. then when kids come into the mix, mm -hmm. it's really hard. K for kids. That's, mm -hmm. that's exactly. That's a tough one. It's hard, you know, to keep that alive. And I know I used to be, you know, get on my husband for that a lot because he leaves before I'm awake. Mm -hmm. And he would like say, he wouldn't even say bye sometimes. Right. You know, and I had to be like, you know, you can like wake me up and say goodbye. And it's important to me. Right. You know, but, but uh, the, that again goes back to communication, letting your partner know what you expect from them. Yes. Or what you would like from them. Yeah. Sometimes because they don't know. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Take the guesswork out of things because you can't expect your partner to mind read. Yeah. And so if you're upset about something that they did, chances are they have no idea why you're upset in the first place yep. because some people are very oblivious to that because they don't pay they're not engaged <laughs> they don't not engage don't pay attention to their surroundings and so you could be mad about something that literally happened eight hours ago they have no idea yeah yeah and or, so and honesty right yeah Being and so that's when you need to be like okay this morning you said whatever it kind of hurt my feelings i just needed to let you know yeah it doesn't need to be a this morning you no. blah 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 exactly you know don't need just to communicate things in a calm peaceful manner so that your partner knows why you're mad yeah it's important exactly um laughing mm. Gotta and listening Ooh, those are good janet Mm -hmm. Yeah, laughter is key. If you can't laugh together, you're mm -hmm. screwed. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And that's why, like, there are times where I really hope that people don't hear our conversations out in public because sometimes they're inappropriate and they're silly and goofy. And I'm like looking around going, anybody hear that? Oops. <laughs> or even like silly things like my husband's a farter. <laughs> And so we'll be at a restaurant or something and I'll see him go and then he'll like this is why like, he doesn't want to do podcasts with you. <laughs> and he'll be like, honey. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, my stomach's upset. Oh my yeah. god, that's hysterical. Yeah, <laughs> laughing is important, you know, and it's it's funny because as much as sometimes like I'm, you know, just not liking my husband you know for whatever mm -hmm. reason at right. the end of the day he can really make me laugh mm -hmm. and like there's those common things that you know you have inside jokes about or whatever right and it's just like oh man they're yeah <laughs> it's important it's important to keep that that brevity and that you know lightheartedness in your relationship because like i said when people get complacent yeah um being lighthearted and joyful and silly and whatever brings the mood to where it needs Absolutely. to be. So, yeah. and listening is key. You have to listen to your partner. Um, 
and they have to listen to you. Uh, same thing with your friends. Yeah. You need to be there to listen to your friends if they need something. Absolutely. Um, goes back to availability as well. Um, you have to be available for people. It can't be a, when it's convenient. Yep. You know, like I really don't want to listen to you now cause I'm too tired or whatever. If your partner is telling you they need you to listen, you need to listen. Yeah. It's important. Listen and implement what they've been telling you because a mm -hmm. lot of people can, can hear what you're saying. Right. But I don't know if they're actually listening because then, you know, they don't right. implement what if you've asked for something that you really need or right. something that really bothered you. If that keeps happening, it becomes problematic. hundred percent. Right? Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and repetitive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which irritates people. Yeah. Um, mindfulness, mercy. Those are big. Yeah. Yep. Mind, oh, mindfulness is huge. And that goes back again to like living with faith, mm -hmm. you know? And also I think a, a, lot of, a lot of these words that we're throwing out, I feel like goes back to a huge theme of the last few years, which is actually like radical self-responsibility, mm -hmm. you know? Right. So if we can keep ourselves working on the faults in ourselves right, and being mindful and introspective mm -hmm. of the things maybe where we lack you know, right. And can bo if both partners are actively doing that, you're going to be super strong. Mm -hmm. you know? And and also being mindful and empathetic to your to your partner, because um, maybe they do have a little jealousy that their partner doesn't work as many hours or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Being mindful of how they feel to the point where you can have those honest humble conversations and be like, you know, I noticed this is kind of upsetting you. What, what can I do to change things? What can we do to make things better? Right. What do we need to work on? Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm going to say need, negotiate, nurture and nourish. Mm, and I like notice mm -hmm. noticing that too. Yeah. Yeah. Which is super important, and that is why I said even the little tiny things, like you brought up before with the compliments, it doesn't have to be the biggest thing in the world, but notice something. Mm -hmm. Oh, honey, the house looks great. You did such a great job. Yeah. Uh, you know, notice that somebody went out of their way to do something for you, you know. So if you if your spouse or significant other wears the same clothes for three days in a row <laughs> and you don't notice that there's a problem. Yeah. Well, like, you know, with the classic example, women get their hair done and their husband doesn't even notice mm -hmm. it. That's again, a bid, a bid for attention. You know, mm -hmm. if like, you, yep. if you fail to notice those things, like it's hurtful to the other person. Mm -hmm. you know? But Here's the way to approach that when when your partner is not at that level or stage where they're like, I can because some some women can be hypercritical of that. Like you literally got a half inch cut off your hair. Yeah. And didn't get anything different done. And you're upset because right. your, your spouse can't see it. Right. 
So here's a different way to approach that. Yeah, I went and got my hair done today. And then they can say, I, I noticed that it looks really nice. Right. You know, and that gives them a, basically a lead in to the conversation. And, you know, then can be like, how is the traffic going or, you know, whatever. If they know the person that does your hair, like that's that's a means for communication instead of shutting them down, going, you didn't notice I got my hair done. Yes. And then the conversation's over. Absolutely. Well, and that so. goes back to, to nourishing and nurturing things, you know? Mm -hmm. and yep. Yes, exactly. Or if, if your partner, spouse, friend, whatever, got something new, got like a new shirt or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Is that new? It looks really good. You know, compliments are, are a very nice thing. No matter if you're male or female, you know, goes a long way. So for the O's, I'm going to say openness, mm. oneness, and own your mistakes. Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. These are good ones. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Again, going back to that radical responsibility, owning your mm -hmm. mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. Open and being honest with each other, you know? Right. When and for me, the oneness is super important because... It's biblical. You know, when when two people are separate and they're joined together, they become one, right? So many people that we know cannot stand to be in the same room with their spouse. <laughs> uh, I have to go my do my thing. I need a man cave. I need a woman cave. Like, they don't like spending time together at all. Um, or they're on divided fronts. Yeah. When it comes to discipline, punishment, uh, finances, whatever the case may be, you should be in this together because you made a union. You made a promise to be one. Yeah. You need to act like one. And if you're not, you need to evaluate where things started going wrong and where that started breaking down to where you were splitting into two separate people again. Absolutely. I think that is so well said, um, you know, approaching things as a unit, as a united unit being one, mm -hmm. which brings me to my P word that I just thought of, which is protective, yes. being protective of your bond. Yes. You know, cause when you 100%. start, when you start to really divide things too much, you know, and too much time apart, it's not good. And that's mm -hmm. when, other things can enter. You have to be very protective of, of your unit, of the two of right. you. I think a lot of people today don't take that very seriously. Right. A hundred percent. And that's why I said before, like people are so quick to throw out even like talking about like divorce or the word divorce or whatever, when instead you should be fighting for your marriage or for your relationship uh, regardless if it like, again, if it's friends or romantic or whatever, you should be fighting for that because relationships are work until you nail down the perfect foundation for your relationship. You will have things that blow with the wind that knock that foundation and until it's nailed down. Absolutely. And so that's when 
uh, people when when people get really complacent and and uh, bored basically in their relationship because n- neither one of you are putting in the work. Mm-hmm. That's when people drift to have extramarital stuff sure. or uh, get into things outside the marriage like drugs or alcohol or whatever that's never been part of it before. Yeah. Or uh, going out, staying out late, not communicating, not telling you where they're at. That's when things start to break down is when you don't fight to protect that foundation. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I'm also say on that persistence because mm. that's definitely part of it. You got to be persistent in your pursuit to have a loving relationship and your persistence in the fact that you are not easily swayed to give up. Yeah. Persistence working together. And also mm-hmm. I'm going to add one for the fellas. Never stop pursuing your hundred percent. Yeah. You women need to feel pursued mm-hmm. no matter how long you've been together. Right. And that goes back to the calling to love and calling to respect. And our nurturing nature, because we are women are more uh, love based uh, than men are. And so those things are super important. That's why I said never stop dating your spouse, mm-hmm. because if you neglect telling your your female that she looks fantastic that you love her she's amazing you know whatever's whatever compliments if you stop doing that things are going to get bad yep and then it's going to be a very unhappy marriage because the saying goes happy wife happy life <laughs> true it is very true because if you uh, mentally abuse your your mate, and and by that I'm I'm not making shit up. It's serious. Um, if you mentally abuse them by saying negative things to them to make them feel negative about themselves, you know you're you're worthless. Why do you stay home? Why do you this? Why do you that? Why 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 why? Instead of being like, you are so awesome. You do such a fantastic job. You, the house is always in order. It's okay if you don't get to the cleaning today. Your life doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to be happy. And if you abuse that relationship with your female, your life is going to be miserable. Absolutely. Because she's going to be unhappy. And she's the loving, nurturing person in the relationship. Yep. So um Q quantify that means telling your partner that they are enough. Ooh. I don't need anything else. You are enough, babe. You are fantastic. Men need to hear this as same as women, but men more so. Wow. I never would have thought of that word. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. And the other one is quality. Mm. Um, not just the quality of the time that you spend together or the quality in that aspect, but you are a quality person mm. who is deserving, right? 
if you weren't quality, I would not have picked you in the first place. Right. And so you know, those are things to reinforce in your partner that remember. you are quality prime a choice meat. <laughs> right. And we're reinforcing those qualities that you mm -hmm. first were attracted to and appreciated about your partner. A hundred percent, you know, yep. and communicating these things. People need to be reminded sometimes of how great they are. Right. A hundred percent. So I'm going to say renew. Mm. You always need to renew <laughs> just like, <laughs> like Teresa just said, what it is that attracted you to your partner in the first place. You need to renew those thoughts in your mind and, and reinvest in those. You know, I got with X person because they make me laugh all the time. They're humble. They're honest. They're, they're loving. They're beautiful. They're, you know, protective. They're all of these things. Mm -hmm. So renew those things in your mind all the time, instead of focusing on, he left his flip flop in the middle of the floor again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I want to bring up also to responsibility. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, Absolutely. so of, of course that goes without saying we all have responsibilities in life, to work, mm -hmm. to the home, but also we forget that we have a responsibility to our partner, mm -hmm. you know, and um, again, going back now, it's going to lead into like an S word for me, service, mm -hmm. you know, not just make, making it all about, it's just, this is a huge, like more, a broader comment on society at, at large. I think right. we often grow up with this expectation that like your romantic partner is going to fulfill all these parts of you, you know, like, oh, well, on that, I'll be happy when, you know, mm -hmm. he does this and that, or he'll be right. perfect when this and that happens. Well, what about your responsibility to fulfill yourself, mm -hmm. make sure that you are good, you know, so that you mm -hmm. can serve your family better? I was going to say, and also on that aspect what can you do to serve your partner's needs? Yes. And here's the thing about females. Yeah. Females get so caught up in moving the goalpost of if he just does this, I'll be happy. Well, yeah. but now if, if he does whatever, if he services me, okay, um, in the proper way, then I will be fulfilled and I would be happy. Okay. But what are you doing for your husband in return? Right. Or your partner in return? Yeah. It's a two way street. You cannot make it about yourself and your ego all the time and what you always need. If you're not considering your partner's needs as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And that goes for mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Yep. All the above. Exactly. So service. I'm glad you said that because I had that on here as well. Oh, good. Sorry. I keep um, jumping into other letters. No, it's perfect. <laughs> um, so I was going to say uh, service uh, solve because you have to solve problems when they come up. Mm. Do not let things fester. Yeah. Do not let things go. Don't go to bed angry. Um, if there is an issue and this is, a really hard thing for for uh, parents who inherit children of their spouse, mm. right? 
if you are a step parent, you have to be on the same page um, as far as punishment, discipline, rules for the house, things that you expect. You have to have open, honest conversations with your spouse and draw these lines of, of you know, because if you're blending families together for the parent who is not the actual parent of the child, yeah. it is sometimes hard as shit yeah. to assimilate into that. And you feel like you're not part of the family mm. because your spouse doesn't let you in. And so it's very important to solve any issues, problems, communication, things like that right up front so that you know what the expectations are and that you can feel accepted into the situation. Yeah. And that goes back to oneness, right? Right. Pr protecting the bond. I, I've mm -hmm. never had to deal with that personally. I can't imagine that would be extremely difficult if your mm -hmm. partner is not letting you in on what's going on with their biological right. children. Right. You know, that's huge. And also sometimes they get in that protective mode where they're, they won't let their spouse discipline or things mm. like that because it's my kid. It's not right. your kid, it's my kid. Yeah. It's like taking ownership. Okay. But if you're really merging as one in your marriage, yeah. exactly. you got to give up part ownership of that child if you expect a healthy relationship. Well, that's the thing, right? I think and another S word would be separate. Mm -hmm. Keep if you keep things too separate, you know, you're not gonna get that oneness, you're not gonna protect that bond. It's mm -hmm. going to be really hard to have a successful relationship. And if here's the thing about people who um, like you and your spouse have very different interests. You don't like doing the same things. You don't like the same music. Uh, he likes to golf. You hate golfing, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, compromise is important. Absolutely. And so to be able to have that quality time together, especially if you know, two people work or, you know, one works all the time and the other one's at home. Mm -hmm. You have to compromise and, okay, I don't like, you know, country music, but uh, I'll go to this concert with you because it's something you like to do. Sure. I don't like golfing, but we're going to go together to play mini golf or whatever it is you, if you don't have things in common, you have to compromise and make things about the two of you. Yeah. Or just find that, find that thing that you can have quality time together. Mm -hmm. Well, you respect your differences, but you know, you have to come together. Another S word I wanted to bring up, especially mm -hmm. in like a faith-based relationship is sanctification. You know, because I think a lot of people sometimes they think like, oh, well, because I'm married, I'm not called to be like holy. I'm not, you know, a priest mm -hmm. or whatever. It right. Is, right. I'm right. not a pastor. But I think in fulfilling your role as a spouse or partner with a sense of humility, with a mm -hmm. sense of service, with taking that self-responsibility, like you can sanctify your home. Mm -hmm. in that way or when those annoyances come up like oh man they like left their dishes over here or mm -hmm. oh he's always doing this he's always doing that that's an opportunity not to say that person annoyed the shit out of me mm -hmm. that's an opportunity to say this is a, this is something that can sanctify me by how mm -hmm. i react a hundred percent yeah and that's the that goes along with that introspective you know being able to 
to realize the situation inside of yourself and how you handled it or how you would have handled it in the past and how you can turn that in a positive manner to take care of things in the future. And here's a, here's a thing I like to bring up all the time and people get so wound up about this and it is about the toilet seat. <laughs> this has caused so many problems for people in their relationship he cannot put the toilet seat down. I don't understand why he can't put the toilet seat down. I have to pee or whatever. Okay, so here's the thing. In the grand scheme of life, um, does that toilet seat matter? You have hands. Put <laughs> it down and go about your business. It is not that big a deal. Right. Things are only build up and become that big a deal when you can't have communication because maybe in his mind, he's going, why can't she ever put the toilet seat up when she's done? Fair is fair, right? Right. So <laughs> if you're going to attack him for that, mm -hmm. turnabout is fair play, right? Not saying that you should do that, but I'm just saying. So instead of making it a big deal, Use your hands, put it down, go about your business. Be thankful that you have indoor plumbing, <laughs> right? And and focus on things that are more important, like what is going on in your relationship that made you so mad about the toilet seat in the first place. Yeah, maybe that's an opportunity to ask a bigger question, right? You know, 100%. maybe the toilet seat bothers you so much because you feel disrespected in, a, in other ways. And then right. you need to take self-inventory and introspection, mm -hmm. communicate and be honest with your partner about what the heck is going on right. with you so that, you know, you can help. So why did it become such a big issue? And that's what you need to figure out. Like, Right. Is it because your spouse isn't there enough? Is it because he's out partying with his friends and here you are, you have to stay home and put the toilet seat down. Mm -hmm. There's something deeper going on when we let little insignificant things like that upset us. Absolutely. So that goes along with teamwork. Ah. <laughs> um, teaching teachable moments. There's always a teachable moment in relationships. Mm -hmm. um, so seize those as an opportunity to learn. Like my husband will literally tell me things I have never heard in my life or tell me words I've never heard in my life, or I can teach him something about something he didn't know. Yeah. Those little moments go a long way. In a yeah. relationship. And those are great opportunities to appreciate your spouse, compliment them. Mm -hmm. You know, like this goes two ways, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, um, good. and so teamwork again, super mm -hmm. duper important. I must say, understanding, united, mm. uplifting. How about that? Yeah, amen. Because uh, you have to be, like I said, on a united front, especially if there's children, um, things like that. You should never be separate, uh, one person, because the kids know that and they will play you against each other oh, if they even get a hint of that. They're like sharks. Yeah, <laughs> the exactly. 100%. And so you, 
if you don't be, if you're not united, um, they will sense that and they will start pitting you against each other. Mm -hmm. So never allow that in your relationship. And like we said before, always be uplifting to your partner because it's so important that you validate them and that they are the person that you will stand behind or stand with no matter what. Well, and You're also, my ride or die. Also united too, Janet, in um, sometimes like not even just with your kids and disciplining your kids or things like that, but also against other family. Yeah. You know, say you, <laughs> we have that problem, <laughs> right? Say you have a problem with your in-laws or, you know, my mom is hyper involved in our life and she likes to have that role. And it's hard. It's hard, you know, for me right. sometimes as her daughter to keep her out of my united bond with my husband. Right. It's difficult or, you know, other issues we have with our with our in-laws or whatever it is. And that's the thing is um, setting boundaries of what you will and will not accept to interfere in your relationship because there are a lot of parents, grandparents, whatever, that they know better than you do mm -hmm. because, well, you're here, right? So they try to manipulate their way into the situation to control your children and yes. your family. Um and so it's important that the two of you stay united and and decide and have those, you know, conversations about is this acceptable? Is it not acceptable? <clears throat> and where do we draw the line? Exactly. And those are very difficult conversations to have when it comes to family. <laughs> it is. It is. Yep. So with the with the bees, uh, validate. Mm vulnerability and value always value your relationship over you know anything else be besides god mm. always value what you have uh because it's priceless and if you are with someone you cannot put a price tag on that and so um like i said before always being vulnerable with your spouse and letting them know your deepest darkest secrets is helpful because that lets your partner know what you've experienced whether it's traumas or you know whatever incest or or anything that's happened in your life that helps your spouse identify where you're coming from um and that gives them that empathy that that they need to to make that relationship deeper with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Let, you know, I think it's almost, it's not fair to your spouse mm -hmm. if you keep deep things like that hidden from them because they don't mm -hmm. have a fighting chance then of understanding you. Right. You know, and you, totally you will, you won't have that um, perfect communication if you aren't vulnerable with somebody and you don't share those kind of things and, and have that openness with your exactly. spouse. Yeah. And I love validate. I think that's a huge one, you know, mm -hmm. especially uh, this day and age, you know, like we are, if you're not engaging in quality time or quality mm -hmm. conversation, it's important to validate your partner to make them feel appreciated, you mm -hmm. know, and again, protecting that bond. Right? And, and letting them know that their concerns are valid. 
Exactly. You yeah. know, from from your listening skills, right? <laughs> uh, from your communication that you have when you're engaged and uh, and vulnerable and honest with each other, it gives them the ability or you the ability to say, okay, I I understand why that upset you. I can see where that upset you. Yeah, and again, um, that, um, that goes back to responsibility, right? Like, right. Not apologizing Absolutely. in a way that's, oh, I'm sorry you got hurt. No, like, I'm sorry that I did this to you and validate their feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, right. this should be important to you. <laughs> right. It should be very important to you. If it's not, there's a problem. Exactly. Um, so I'm going to say warmness, mm. work ethic, and worship. Ooh. Explain worship to me in what way. Um, so for me, mm -hmm. um, like I said, being, being faith-based and whatever, being able to worship together, mm -hmm. uh, being able to pray together, pray on a situation together, um, you know, pray for friends together, whatever it is, you know, even if it's like uh, you want to buy this house, but you don't know if you should buy it or not, or should you do something else, praying on everything together as a unit mm -hmm. um to get the answer of what needs to be done like um and also you know going to doing a church or watching church online or you know reading scripture together or or whatever that's important for us i love that and you know it's funny when uh when i was of dating age my mom told me and i'll never forget she was like you know honey like and so I was interested in a boy who's, I'm Italian, and he was not mm -hmm. Italian. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you know, honey, like, it's okay, you know, if you want to date somebody who's not of the same culture. She's like, I'll just tell you that those things make the relationship harder. Right. You know, if it's not of the same culture. But she said, especially if you're not of the same faith and not right. of the same religion, because it will just affect, you know, all the other priorities and all the mm -hmm. other values. So I'll never forget that she gave me that advice. Not saying that yeah. it can't it can't work, you know. If you're it's a, it makes it very hard, um, especially yeah. if you have a believer and a non-believer together. That's that's, very that's like impossible. But what I love about our relationship, um, like this year, I have gone through some horrific things. There's been a hell of a lot of stuff going on with my family, and so I was gone. Um, for almost a month and taking care of family or whatnot. And the moment I wake up one morning, he had sent me this beautiful scripture story. Hmm. And it was absolutely the peace that I needed in that moment to get through that day, you know? And so that's what I love because, you know, like, being able to discuss with him something a friend is going through or somebody's working through something. And then he will send me a scripture and he'll be like, send this to them or I'll find a scripture and I'll send it to him or whatever. I just like that, you know, having that ability to, to have that together. So absolutely. Yeah. And I think sometimes too, like, you know, <clears throat> I tend to be the one who's more, um, sometimes depressed or like mm -hmm. down about things and I'll, you know, bounce things off of my husband. And often like he surprises me with like how deep his faith is, 
-hmm. And he reminds me, you know, like he'll say something very encouraging and that goes back Mm -hmm. to being like warm and being that, being that safe space for your, for your spouse, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you can be on the same page, you know, faith wise, it can make, Mm -hmm. it makes all the difference, you know? Yeah, it does. And, and having that to be able to balance each other out and, and when you're down, he pulls you up when he's down, you pull him up. That's, that's the way it should work. Yes. Um, so we're going to skip X for just a minute because that's <laughs> going to be our ending thing. Okay. <laughs> so, um, for why I'm going to say yearn Ooh. and yield. Ooh. Okay. So you have to love your partner so much that you yearn for them when they are not around. Yeah. How Think about how would your life be if that person wasn't in it? Oof, I think about that sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, God forbid, what if what if something serious happened to him or he died? Mm-hmm. You know, like how mm-hmm. how much different would my life be? And it's it's very scary, you know. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so for me, like I, especially when I had to be gone for so long, I missed him so much. If you don't miss your partner, like ever, there's a problem. Yeah. So, and yield, learning when to yield your tongue, your time, whatever. you. These have to be things that are important in your relationship because if you're having a discussion and you can feel yourself getting really pissed, yield yeah and tell your partner um i'm i feel myself getting too upset to have a good discussion right now i need a minute yep walk away calm down and be able to have that discussion when you are not emotional because nothing gets solved when you're emotional yeah, and I think you know that goes back to keeping the keeping the communication open and whatnot mm-hmm. is knowing when to yield and like put your sword away, right? You know, and prioritizing peace and that unity mm-hmm. over winning the argument or feeling like you won or it's like selfishly seeking validation. You know, right? Like, oh, I was right and you were wrong. You know, we we tend to like. Well, depending on your relationship, you could be like good sparring partners sometimes, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so knowing, yeah, knowing when to yield and like keep for the sake of the peace between the two of you. Not, yeah, not, to, say, and, not to get not to validate your feelings, but you know, depends. Yeah, and if if you're one of those couples that likes to uh, like really go at it in a in an argument and you know hurl insults and all of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. maybe go about things in a different way, uh, like get some boxing gloves. No, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> maybe go do a boxing class together instead of verbally just, exactly, each other. Right? Exactly. Yeah, like think a, think about calming your your tone of voice. Yeah. Uh, because tone of voice is everything and and even and it sounds silly, but the tone of voice in a text message or an email when you read it from somebody yeah. is not always the intention that you're picking up. It could be something very innocent, but that that tone um, is what you feel emotionally. Yeah. Same thing in a relationship when you're having a discussion. 
if the tone of your voice seems argumentative to you, you need to tone it down and then approach that conversation when you're not on that pitch. Yeah. Well, and that also, makes sense. absolutely. And also under the idea of yield, not, and not to, we I think sometimes as women, we tend to like put a lot of blame on the fellas, you mm -hmm. know, but under yield, you know, it's important to yield to your husband mm -hmm. and like have that sense of submission in certain situations. Right. Absolutely. You know? And not always to make it about, you know, they need to, they need to love me first. I know I said that earlier and that's true, but you have to know when it's important to take the backseat and let mm -hmm. him, let him be the leader, you know? A hundred percent because men need that as their roles, as the hunter gatherer provider in life. Mm -hmm. um, they need to know that you can let go of the reins and let them do their job. And that shows you trust them, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So my Z, I have two of them. Zen, Ooh. which means that you have to find that happy, uh, harmonious balance in your household. If things are out of balance, think about putting it back in balance just like you would your body. What do you do to calm your mind, to calm your heart to calm your thoughts do the same thing in your household to make it a harmonious place for you both to be um my second one is zealous be extremely zealous in your relationship this is what you are going after um this is what you went after this is what you have and you're going to put that effort in that you did when you were very first dating. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. Zealous and jealous and not jealous in a bad way, mm -hmm. but like, again, like just very passionate in your pursuit of each other. Right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So let's do X. <laughs> I'm going to let you bring this one up. <laughs> oh my God. Well, we were discussing before we hit record, we were discussing uh, what was going to be for X. And I said, well, obviously triple x you know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how many x's you want to put on it but depending mm -hmm. on your relationship that's so important though you know right and i think you know when when things start to go awry in a relationship often the sex is su suffers right you no know? and that's such a huge symptom of bigger things Right. So, you know, if, if, if you're a guy listening to this and you're like, yeah, man, like my wife, we, we like are never intimate together. Mm -hmm. and she never wants to have sex with me and blah, blah, blah. There's a bigger reason for that. It's not because she doesn't want to. She probably does, but she's hurt for some reason or she's resentful right. for some reason. And that, or she's not satisfied, which goes back to communication. Yes. You cannot expect your your spouse or your partner to know what it is that turns you on. Right. You have to be humble enough and vulnerable enough to have those conversations that you like certain things. You expect certain things. You want certain things. You want to try certain things because if you yourself are embarrassed about what you want 
you're never yeah. going to be able to communicate that, that that to your partner and then you are going to have a very unfulfilled sex life absolutely yeah and you know people will start to seek that out elsewhere mhm mm right yeah and that's people get into into big problems in this area because they cannot they feel like they can't be vulnerable mm -hmm. um and tell their partner what they want or what they want to try or you know whatever the healthiest relationships that you can ever have is when you do have that open open communication with your partner and you can live out any and every fantasy that you both have as long as you agree on it. And it's healthy. Absolutely. And no one gets hurt in the making of this film. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love you so much. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. It's and the, true, the reason, the reason is because, um, and I just had this conversation with Ellie the other day, hmm. but Sometimes when people get to that point where they where they do like dabble in the waters and tiptoe for whatever, um, you have to be very careful because one or both of you can get hurt or <laughs> injured. Oh my god! <laughs> trying, trying things they have not tried before. <laughs> Oh my god, I am like the most vanilla person. So this is like <laughs> I, I was like, uh yeah, my husband and I may have sustained a lot of injuries when we first met. <laughs> oh my god. My friend was telling me about one of her friends uh who they she was intimate with her husband and he broke her ribs. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm like, yeah, oh, like and there has been like some crazy things that that happened. I mean, because, you know, we lived we did long distance for four years. That's um, and so when we would get time together when we were doing long distance. It, mm. <laughs> um, there may have been some interesting things that happened, right? right. <laughs> Yeah, and it was quality time. <laughs> yeah, putting in the cube <laughs> and the yearning. Oh. Oh. So this is like perfect timing um, on this because, like I said, there's so many people that are having like struggles in their relationship and they don't know what to do or they don't know uh, what's wrong. Um, and that's why... I wanted to do this show and I thought you would be so perfect for this because your personality is so wonderful and, and fantastic. And I love the deep discussion, yeah. you know, and be able to being able to hopefully bring some uh, or shed some light on things that people might not have thought about before. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you thinking of me for the episode, but honestly, it was very therapeutic for me. <laughs> I, it reminded me of a lot of things like I should be stepping up my game right in a lot, in a lot of ways you know and taking taking that radical self-responsibility mm -hmm. I can see how it directly affects like my day-to-day -day when you let a lot of those things slip and not mm -hmm. always expecting like well he should this and he should that and right then, right you know and, and that's 
those but, resentment. Like, during the the lockdown phase that we were going through, there were so many people that are like, oh my God, like I'm so irritated. I can hear him breathing. He's breathing too loud or you know, whatever. And I'm like, okay, so what is it? It's definitely not his breathing. What is it in that relationship that has got you to that point where, where you can't like stand his breathing? Yeah. What is the bigger thing? There? I mean, are you really wishing he's dead? Cause if you are, you probably should really get a divorce. I'm just well, saying. And the lockdowns I think was such a, an interesting time because it was not the norm. Like a lot of people's mm -hmm. usual outlets got taken away. So like, right. if, you know, affected people emotionally, right. If you're going to the office, you know, every day and you're used to that or your, your gym is taken away, mm -hmm. your extracurriculars, your sports, uh, your right. hobbies, that's really tough because then it's probably a lot of just what's going on with you. It's just right. making everybody else irritated for, for us it put a lot of strain on our relationship because mm -hmm. he was considered essential worker. Mm -hmm. So he got to go to work and still a lot of his life was just the same. And then I was stuck with the kids out of school. Mm -hmm. I took on homeschooling them. Like my life was up Radical. radically. Then the kids didn't have any of their usual outlets. Right. So I'm dealing with their outbursts. and <laughs> You're like, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> no, it was, it's honestly, I would say probably for a lot of people's relationships, it was a, it's a deep trauma there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For a lot of people not everybody but i know yeah. and that and that is and that's why i said like it's so important for people to realize like what what is changing in your relationship like what what's changed inside of you um that that is making you resent your spouse or your partner or you know whatever and why are you just now picking out all of the things that they could do better. And one of the things I hear from females all the time is they demand things, material things, right? And I don't understand why he won't let me go on this $8,000 two-day trip or, you know, like uh, controlling financial stuff or whatever. Here's the thing. You have to be appreciative and humble and value what you have. If you show appreciation and show respect, that may lead you to get what you want later, but don't use it as a manipulation technique. Really feel that appreciation. For yeah. what you have. Yeah, absolutely. And be thankful for, for everything that you have. Because you could literally be uh, homeless. You know, you could be alone the rest of your life. You know, there there's so many things that could happen to you. But you have been blessed with what you have. Yes. So make the best of it. Absolutely. It's very well said, Janet. And I think, you know, a lot of friends and in, in my own experience too, like a lot of people feel like they're at a stalemate in their relationship. And right. it's like the boxing gloves are up, the swords are out like right. at all times. And I think just, I hope from this conversation, what people might take away is like, what are things that I can do first mm -hmm. you know, to make it better or putting that blame 
on my spouse or my mm-hmm. partner, you know, because a lot of time we just, we focus on that external, mm-hmm. you know, on that, like, well, what are they doing for me? And I feel right. so hard done by, I'm resentful. I'm this, I'm that, you know, and setting that aside, you know, what can you do? Maybe your actions will influence them to be softer mm-hmm. towards you. You know, right. someone's got to yield first. Right. And that's, that's what, you know, like we talked about earlier is when you get to that, you know, stale, complacent relationship, you can't wait for your partner to ignite things. You have to do it yourself. Uh, So pour gasoline all over that and do something spontaneous and, you know, crazy or I don't know. If you like haven't been very touchy feely with your spouse, find it inside yourself to, I don't know, maybe put on some lingerie and surprise him when he comes home from work. Right. You know, I got a special snack for you for dinner. You know what I mean? <laughs> Gotta be spicy. Uh, do spontaneous things. Like I said, fill in the closet full of balloons or, you know, making a sign that you hang up that you know, right in the doorway when he walks in, yeah. whatever, something that he likes or, or, you know, whatever you have to take it upon yourself to make it not stale. Yes. And I think, um, something we forget a lot in relationships is how to love the person. Well, mm-hmm. you know, if you can find those ways to love your partner, well, they will find ways to love you back. And if they don't, well, then, you know, Or think of that song. We love you long time. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're going to get back what you put into a relationship if you really work at it. And if you are with a person who is a good person and isn't a jackal. Right. um, Then your relationship is going to increase and strengthen and be the healthy thing that you've always wanted that all of your friends are jealous because your relationship is so good. The grass is greener where you water it. That's exactly right. (laughs) And if you don't and you let the weeds grow, it's going to strangle the life out of it. So make sure that you pay attention to that. And if there's useless weeds creeping up into your life, um, you know, snarkiness, uh, things like that, little snippy things that you say to your partner, pull those out and throw them out the door because you don't need that. Mm. So Miss Teresa, I love you so much. It was a pleasure having you on the show today and it was fun and hopefully helps some people out in, uh, in life and their relationships. Where can people find you? Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's a great conversation for me too. Lots of reminders. <laughs> I'm like taking notes. So I'm going to listen back. I'm going to send it to my husband too. There, there you, know? you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people can find more of me on uh, my show, the Spiritual Gangsters podcast. So that's like a fun conversational show. We talk about transformation stories, faith stories, sometimes mm-hmm. other just weird and wild topics that <laughs> I'm interested in at the time. And that's with my co-host, the NY Patriot. So I'm also sometimes on his other shows, the NY Patriot Show and the Occult Rejects from time to time. But yeah, mm-hmm. people can find me there. And uh, they can find your show on YouTube as well, right? Yes, YouTube, YouTube Apple, Spotify. Also Rumble mm-hmm. is like our backup. So, and uh, are you on 
uh, Instagram, Twitter. I am. Yes, I'm the most active on Instagram. So it's just my name at Teresa.Kassar. And on Twitter, I believe it's at TSGangstersPod. I'll send you the links for all that good stuff. All right. <laughs> well, it has been a absolute pleasure to have you on again. I love you so much. Um, I wish we lived closer to each other because we would totally like hang out. All I would be at your house like all the time. <laughs> I love you, Janet. <laughs> oh, boy. So for me and for Teresa, thanks for tuning in and we will see you next time. Have a great one, guys. <laughs>